Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And we want to welcome Susan from Shining 237 slash Rosemary's Baby 666. Hey, guys. I am not going to try to pronounce your last name, but let people know who you are so <laughs> I don't butcher it. It's, I, nobody gets it. Susan Tekla Kruglenska. The last name is Kruglenska. So, yeah, it's total oh, crazy, okay. Pol- crazy Polish stuff. <laughs> Uh, mine's just Burge, so. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. Don't rub it in. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's actually shortened back in the, like, 1700s. Uh, my family was called the De Bourges, and when they came to oh. America, they decided to Americanize it. Burge. Burge. <laughs> Sounds Bourget. American. Yeah, De Bourget was nice. That's yeah. That's pretty. Uh, oh, well. Oh, well. I did want to say that I am a fan of your podcast, Shining 237. I just started uh, Rosemary's Baby. 666. Yes, and- so did I. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I did the pro- the Shining over like a couple of years. I kind of stretched it out and that was like 53 episodes, I think. And then I'm still, you know, occasionally putting stuff out. I just did a Dr. Sleep review. But Rosary's Baby, I just started. We have three, well, I had two kind of pregame episodes and then oh, we're only on episode three. I'm scrambling to get out episode four and it's going to be like 21 episodes altogether. So yeah, it's really fun. Cool. Very, very exciting. Yeah, you're not doing it minute by minute. You're doing it, you know, six minutes and six Sixty-six seconds at a time. Yes. This one is six minutes and sixty-six seconds. Yeah, Shining was two minutes and thirty-seven seconds. So I'm a big cheater, big <laughs> cheater, big time. I, but... It makes me want to do something like that. Uh, you know, I think my next pr- project might be the Karate Kid franchise, just for fun. Yeah. But I'm like, what number goes into Karate Kid? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very lucky, you know, that I was able to. In fact, when I said I was going to do the Shining minute by minute, Joe Dater, who's one of my best friends and who guests yeah. a lot, you know, and he was like, "Oh no, don't do it, don't do it," and I'm like. But what if I did two minutes and 37 seconds? He's like, I'm in. I'm totally <laughs> in. And then I just, you know, like I was just lucky. I mean, the theme of Rosemary's Baby just lends itself, you know, so mm. to, to cheating even more. I, I did wonder why you don't call it Rosemary's Baby 706. I know. Well, that's kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> so is that. Sorry. That was definitely kind of a joke. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, so I, it, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, you got to do six, six, six. What can you do? I'm really pleased that you're here for the last three minutes of the movie. I kind of uh, squeed when I saw you tweet something about uh, Fright Night on Twitter, and I was like, oh my god, I come, come guest with mine, come guest with us. It'd be awesome. Yes, yes. Thank <laughs> you for inviting me. And yeah, I'm like, I'm always really, 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 unfortunately busy, and I don't get to do as many movies by minute podcasts as I like, yeah. and I really do. I have to turn people down, and I hate it but i'm so i mean the you know you know these podcasts take up so much of your extra time oh yeah plus your real life you know and it's just like so i but but this is special i love this happens to be a movie that's very close to my heart so yeah i guess that's basically what our first question is is really like uh what got you into fright night when was your first time seeing fright night fright night came out with the summer between my (laughs) my high school and college years Mm mm-hmm you know, really weird, weird time for me, actually. And um, so it was August between those two things. And um, I definitely saw it in the theaters for sure. How cool. 
and uh, loved it, you know, and just loved it. Um, and I was thinking about like, what did I, uh, so I didn't, Chris Sarandon, I was, so I, uh, one of the, I think the reasons I, I might've tweeted that you might've seen was somebody said, who is your horror movie crush? Oh yes. And I said, Chris Sarandon from Fright Night, like, you know, for sure, you know? And <laughs> so of course I was at the perfect age, you know, and he was at his perfect handsomeness. And so, um, yeah, so, I, but I was thinking back, to, I don't think I knew who he was. You know, he'd only really, the big things he had done was the Sentinel, which I'm sure I had not seen actually. And D- D- Dog Day Afternoon, I don't think I had seen it. I think I was yeah. not, not seeing those, kind. you know, like I wasn't seeing super cool movies like that yet. I, th- I might've seen Taxi Driver, but I don't think I saw Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I did, so he was new to me. Um, Roddy McDowell though, for sure. I loved, I already loved Roddy McDowell. Um, you know, I, cause I was, so I was a kid in the seventies and certainly I watched the Planet of the Apes series, of course, mm-hmm. the, you know, plus the movie. Um, and he was in that, you know, he's in a lot of Disney movies, but you know, when I was a little kid, bed knobs and broomsticks, he's in the Columbo episodes, which I loved Columbo <laughs> Poseidon adventure. I certainly saw he's in fantasy Island, you know, so I was way, 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 way familiar with Roddy loved him. Just absolutely loved him. So, so I was, I was very psyched going in and then it was just such a charming movie. You know, it's incredibly charming. Yeah. And I've compared it on, I've talked about it on Rosemary's baby actually, because uh, I was going through Polanski's films and one film he did is called bitter moon. It's supposed to be this erotic thriller. And it's so not erotic. It's, it's you need a bucket next to you. It's so like cheesy and like gross. You know, it's just like total misfire. You know, when a, an erotic movie is misfire, it's disgusting. Like you just are nauseated. <laughs> this is one of those movies. And um, but I was saying, you know, you look back at something like Fright Night, which like is so sexy, and it's not a masterpiece, but they nail the sexiness. It's a very mm-hmm. sexy movie, and um, I just was, you know, giving this movie a lot of credit there. Oh yeah, we had somebody that specifically requested the sexy parts to come join yeah. us. And we had a great time talking to her. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, awesome. Well, again, glad you're here. Uh, we're going to get to minute 101 of Fright Night. It begins with the utter destruction of Jerry Dandridge. Sorry, Susan, and ends with a for sale sign. I just moved in my new house today. Moving was hard, but I got squared away. Bell started ringing and changed right loud. I knew I'd moved in a haunted house. So yeah, we are ending the final conflict here. Jerry's bat-like skeleton ex- is exploding into flames. Um, I mean, we I really think, pretty much covered what went into the effects. Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I assume that's his true, 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 true form. Like, the last dying form for him would, just like it was for evil, you know, your la- your very, very last form right before you kick the bucket is the true form. So it's ah. interesting, I would think, you know, I'm assuming. So it's interesting that that would be possibly that that little weird bat thing is his true form. You know, that sort of medium-sized bat you know, that you see uh, at the end, it's skeleton. Or perhaps he's become so. If that was his true form, then you'd have to think that he was always a vampire, born a vampire, right? Born evil. Because yeah. when, e- when evil dies, he becomes human again. Right. True. <clears throat> and Jerry doesn't. So that's hard to say. What? Uh... Yeah, we were saying last week that, I mean, we see on the skeleton that much like uh, what happened with evil when he was, uh, you know, reverting back from wolf, like, 
like half and half that there's some bits that are very bat like and then you see like you know knees i don't know <laughs> and and it just seemed like he was like in his last throws he was like i have nothing else to do but the fly away so i'm turning into a bat and nope can't do it <laughs> Sorry. caught in between yeah. caught in between again yeah yeah that could so. be I don't know. Um, I mean, we pretty much went into the whole what went behind the effects last week. But, I mean, what do you think about the the effects in this movie or even in just this scene? I think they're pretty impressive. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I love practical, the practical effects years. You know, those were my, you know, years as a teen and all of that. Um, you know, and, and so I think this is a, this, you know, that was one of the things that pushed this movie up into cult status. Also, besides the, you know, you're really feeling attached to the characters and sort of the sexiness of it, of it, sexiness of it is the pretty, pretty impressive special effects. <laughs> it's not, it's not the thing, but it's, it's not bad. You know, it's really not bad. Right. Yeah. There's so much work that goes into it. And yeah. you know, again, the ghost, they, they were like, they just did Ghostbusters and now they're, they've, they've realized how to do things a little cheaper than they, the budget they had for Ghostbusters. So right. I think they pulled it off. Yeah, I think so. Awesomely. Yeah. Even his fingers through the whole movie when his fingers are like longer than they should be, it's really beautifully done. Like you really, yeah. it looks very authentic, you know, just a very nice, like you said, it's a lot of care obviously went into this, like a lot of love went into it and you can see it. Yeah, you really. I, I think you rarely see the lines. I mean, obviously, it looks unnatural, but I mean, we buy it because it's it's supernatural. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, th- so this is a huge vampire kill. Um, Susan, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have like a favorite vampire kill on film, or even just like a monster, a favorite monster kill that you you like? Somebody said something like. Well, what's your favorite monster kill? <laughs> what, what would you go back to? Whoa, that's a, that's quite a quick question. I just <laughs> yeah, I, I have to think about it. But um, I mean, most of them are so standard. Let's see, mm. um, what's one that's really? Oh, I know. Um, in Alien, when uh, the robot, what's his name? You know, the the uh, what's oh, his Bishop? name? Bishop? No, not Bishop. No, no, no. Oh, oh, an alien. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Alien, the first, the original Alien. Although when, when Bishop, Bishop's death is pretty cool, too. But yeah. Ash, you know, when Ash dies and his, his fettuccine Alfredo is just, like, spilling out of his head, <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful, I think that's a beautiful death. Yeah, that's right. a good one. Yeah, that, that would... You, you putting Sorry. me on the spot? Yeah, what about you? What's your... <laughs> it's, it's funny, it's probably not, it doesn't count, but I immediately went back to uh, Smile, You Son of a Bitch yeah. from Jaws. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, that's... that counts. <laughs> yeah. I also look at your other poster I see, Raiders, so, yeah, Definitely, definitely Nazis are monsters. So, uh, sure, <laughs> opening the ark. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's a great one. I remember, you know, that I saw for sure in the movies. As you know, oh, uh, lucky. And it was chilling. That was uh, that we were all the whole audience had their mouth hanging open. That was <laughs> I that can was, imagine. It was very yeah. I mean, literally, and and also just reflecting what was going on on screen. But it was like you did not, you had not seen an effect like that, and it, it was yeah. so. Oh, oh, that was really, really something. So I do remember that one. That's a standout for sure. Kind of, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Raiders, I, I like that Jerry is so evil that he he causes kind of a mini tornado and things kind of get sucked out the window. I just, like, imagine a giant cloud over the Dandridge house sucking all of the evil out of the house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is everything going? <laughs> now, I might be making this up, but for some reason, a cool kill I just thought of. Oh. Not, not a great movie was House... Do you remember the actor Richard Mull, right? He played Bull yeah. in Night Court? Yeah. He plays like this Vietnam 
Oh, yeah. I've like seen that, yeah. skeleton. And I think the main character shoves a grenade under his rib cage, and he can't get it out, and then he blows it. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> you ever have a grenade shoved under your rib cage and you just can't get it out? <laughs> Try Rolades. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of special effects, did you talk about what movies came out this year at the same year as Fright Night? Uh, inevitably, in all the different ways I had to fill an episode about one yeah. minute of movie, I'm sure I got to it, but yeah, yeah. go right ahead. Did you have. Well, well just I, a few. Back to the Future, of course. You know, right, yeah. Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire, I was amazed they came out in the same year, but they did. I mean, <laughs> some really huge movies came out that year. Excuse yeah. me. Um, out of Africa, Weird Science, Witness, Color Purple, Fletch, Brazil, <laughs> Reanimator, where they're talking about special mm. effects, uh-huh. um, Nightmare on Elm Street, of course. But um, part two. Uh, uh, was that part two? Okay. Yeah, so because I uh, because uh, I, I believe that year, uh, Nightmare Two was the highest grossing horror movie, and Fright Night Fright Night was like uh, the second highest grossing just horror movie. Cat's Eye, Stephen King's Cat's Eye, After Hours, Desperately Seeking Susan, and Legend. And I remember, I swear to God, I remember seeing like all of these in the movies. <laughs> How is it possible? And oh, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which yeah. so, so so as far as special effects, I just want to, I want to point out the large Marge scare. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite scares of all time. Oh God, that haunted my yeah. childhood. I mean, I was ten in that, that <laughs> when I saw that. So <laughs> that was the same year. But I also wanted to say ticket prices. I was thinking, how did I see this many movies in one year? I you know I, I never. It's the ticket prices were three dollars and fifty five cents in nineteen eighty five, <laughs> which in inflate if you just for inflation is eight dollars and forty cents. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So you go out and see more movies. That, you know, right? If they're eight dollars, you know. I mean, our local theater is like seven dollars right now, but that's in Vermont. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> in New York City, it's friggin' twenty bucks. Oh, so, right. yeah, it's crazy. So I love the uh, camaraderie uh, between Charlie and Peter in this moment. Uh, you know, they're on the floor uh, and they have their arms over, their, you know, over each other and just completely, you know, becoming a shield for Amy. I, I mean, I wonder if they would like worry that Amy's going to get sucked out the window too in this huge right. storm. Like, don't take Amy. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the sound is great too. You know, as this noise, this like hurricane ends, and it just ends with this. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, and the the sort of green fire sus, you know, that little bit of green mm-hmm. fire, just something different. And mm-hmm. I, I love the basement. All, you know, the whole building was so well done and, you know, beautiful detail. And oh, yeah. Looks like a, you know, a, a trashed out vampire basement. Well, you, of course, know the staircase was like the same place they set the, the Gone with the Wind staircase, right? Oh, really? No, I, yeah. I think I might have known that one point in my life and forgot it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look a lot alike when you put it side by side, but you notice that it, it is a pretty big stairway and there's two doors, you know, one on each side and, uh-huh. uh, yeah, uh, layered studios, um, which now belongs to, uh, oh no, no, that's the studio that this, this I, I got it confused. The studio that, uh, Peter, uh, Charlie confronts Peter in front of now belongs to the church of Scientology and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and their entertainment division, of course. Oh my God. I, when I, I was, so, so I was just in LA for a month because yeah. uh, I'm thinking of moving there. And I mean, yeah, it's, it is amazing to see all of these, you know, built campus, like this, these whole Scientology campuses, you know, these giant, huge, and they, I saw like their entertainment division of entertainment. I'm sure there's several of them. And yeah. 
it's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty chilling. <laughs> know, everybody knows I'm a pr- proud Scientologist, and I don't want to talk about the faith on the podcast right Bullshit. now. <laughs> I do the, the the score that starts popping up in this minute though. Oh, I did yeah. want to mention there was two things that it reminded me of a little. One is the video game Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and the, and the other is just a little bit like Labyrinth. Some moments in the sort of dreamy sequence where David Bowie's dancing around. Um, oh yeah, in the ballroom. That, oh wow. So yeah, I called them eighty. Sentimental keys. That's yeah, what I wrote sure, sure. It's like yeah. your classic, like uh, everything's okay now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking around the basement, you can see that Jerry was really into Wicker. Uh, po- <laughs> possibly played the French horn. Right. Uh, <laughs> do you think these are all Jerry's belongings, or do you think that um, maybe this is just the junk that was there when he moved in? Yeah, I'd yeah, say it's. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. I think it's the. I think it's yeah, it's the junk, and you know, probably a little book, but yeah. He, you know, he's a probably a vagabond, uh, him and his pal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so this is, you know, but um, yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I think that's probably probably what it is. I just don't see Billy moving all this shit in by himself. <laughs> we never, we never hear. It's almost a surprise. Hey, somebody bought the house next door. They're fixing it up. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you don't think Mom would have that conversation if, like, the last month there'd been movers, trucks, and trucks of in. junk. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, Charlie takes, uh, Amy by the shoulders and checks for fangs. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's good. She's saved. Uh, you know, we were warned by the rules that Peter set up by saying, well, it's, it's like the movies. So <laughs> probably the same rules, uh, that if we didn't save her by dawn, uh, you know, she'd be a vampire forever. Right. And yeah, it does feel at this point that it has been done for, it's probably about nine o'clock AM at this point. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we're doing it minute by minute. Um, so do you, do you guys think that she remembers anything before she was taken at the club? Like, does she remember falling for uh, Jerry, her devotion to Jerry? I mean, I, I don't want to make light of roofies, but maybe it's a little bit like that, mm-hmm. right? Maybe yeah. she has foggy. Yeah, it's really foggy. It's like her. foggy in and out. Yeah. Hmm. Vague memories of it. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, she, you might imagine if it was so traumatic, she wouldn't kind of end up back in his arms because, you know, he's just a reminder of everything that happened. So she seems pretty chipper. He's, she, mm-hmm. You know, not to spoil the next couple scenes, but. <laughs> yeah, pretty, she's, right. she gets, gets over it pretty quick. <laughs> she's yeah. over it. I, I do love that there's a second where they embrace and then they pull Peter into it. Yes, I yeah. love that. It's yeah. really sweet. Really sweet. Mm-hmm. This movie has so much heart. It really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we fade into the uh, the next exterior shot where there is now a for sale sign out front, and we've been like scrutinizing this for, this realty sign at the beginning of the movie. We just said, it, "Oh, it's just obviously Fright Night Minute Realty," because <laughs> <laughs> we we couldn't make out what the company's name was. But this shot, it seems. It looks like it says Good Son Realty. Yeah, like Good, good Son as like a, a surname. Yeah. Good Son. I, I just Cute. I don't know if that's a kind of a you know, Charlie is a good son. I don't know. It's not Yeah, like, yeah I don't know if it even <laughs> if it's that deep or if they, they just threw it up there. Maybe it's a reference to somebody Tom Holland do. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, you guys have discussed the twenty eleven, of course, by now. But yeah. Oh the, we will. 
the, 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 the first sale sign figures into the, yeah. I just watched it today for the first time. You did? Uh, yeah, I did. I, for you guys. I watched it for you guys. Um, just the remake? Like, you didn't have to watch that for yeah, us. <laughs> I know. I know I didn't. I, I put in, I do the homework. I do the homework. Oh, wow. um, but when it was kind of fun, though, I mean, you know, like it wasn't something I wanted to see because I love this movie so much, but I'm glad I saw it, actually. Um, you know, oh, yeah. just for reference, you know. So, uh, but yeah, so they use the for sale sign um, as a weapon in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're doing – there's credits coming up. So the next uh, – you know, after we're done with the actual movie, during the credits, we're going to be discussing, um, you know, frightening yeah. other things. Like yeah. the sequels. The sequels the and so on. remake. I, I, I thought, sure, I was going to hate it. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, sure – and I was like, you know what? This isn't so bad. I was I was pleasantly surprised. And, and I, I understand why because it was actually a very good director and a very good writer. Um, the guy who directed it did I, Tanya, which is a fantastic movie. Right. And the writer is a, a woman who's done – you know, she did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She did – Oh, I'm very familiar with Buffy. If Marty Noxon. <laughs> yeah. No, she's very – yeah, she's she's amazing. So I, and so I didn't expect that at all. I really, really expected a, schlo- a total schlock movie. And it really, mm. it's not that bad. It's, it's really, you know, it's not amazing, but it's really pretty fun. It's not bad at all. I so. think everybody that was involved with it were big fans. Chris, yeah. I don't think Colin Farrell is the perfect uh, Dandridge, but otherwise it's not, it's really not bad. We were just, I, I think our major beef is the, the, how, how Peter Vincent is portrayed. It's just, uh, yeah. we just don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty witty. I was fully prepared to hate that fully prepared. And I yeah. was like, you know what? This guy's pretty good. He's pulling it off. And it is a good, they, they do a good equivalency between, right. you it's know, the modern, appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it's error appropriate. So I actually, I asked, again, I'm pleasantly surprised. For, that's just my opinion. So <laughs> that's fine. You know, I'm yeah. looking forward to watching we'll it. Yeah, it change my mind a little yep. Um, yep. now that I've had some separation from it. Yeah. Yeah. So these next two minutes wrap up the movie with Charlie and Amy, and there isn't much discussion about the uh, consequences of all that happened. There are things we know. There were at least two corpses, and there was ex- a small explosion early that morning from a house in the neighborhood. <laughs> and also Ed's parents are probably like, where's where's our son? Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if there's any other <laughs> things we're thinking like might be a consequence well, of this movie. The explosion? <laughs> yeah, somebody probably thought it was a garbage truck. Ed's parents, he probably already got to them or is going to oh soon. gosh i didn't even think of that yeah and uh but two corpses in the house and and, and well the, uh, let me just I, I i got the novelization okay sure. uh and i will tell you they actually did have a wrap-up uh in here a little bit more uh because of, of course the novelization has to flesh things out from the movie so the novelization says that it, uh, had Peter call an, call an ambulance uh, right after this scene here, and they're all taken away to a hospital. Uh, Judy comes home and discovers Ed's body. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's very yes. grim. And uh, Peter, Charlie, and Amy are all interrogated by Detective Lennox. Hmm. Uh, but then they're just released because, I don't know, they just kind of were like, well, you know. Eh, we don't feel uh, like investigating. Maybe, maybe you're right, but we're not going to put it on record. Right. <laughs> um, Oh, uh, the other thing that I've done between uh, the time we've talked about it earlier in our minutes and uh, uh, now is I did a whole, like, uh, Halloween movie watch, like a movie a day all October. And I wrote down a couple of notes of things that kind of come up that we've talked about. We actually said – I'm sorry, Susan. This is kind of like stuff that happened earlier in the podcast. but. 
we had uh, we had a discussion about like what to use as crosses, and we were thinking, wasn't there one where somebody used two candlesticks? And my mind immediately went to Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, thinking okay. Anthony Hopkins. But in the original Dracula with Christopher Lee, uh, they used two candlesticks and the hammer, hammer in that right. one. And of course, yeah. you know Tom Holland, I think really, and and so. I, I watched uh, Brides of Dracula, and I just thought this was hilarious. Uh, Peter Cushing takes out a vampire at night by actually maneuvering a windmill so the shadow of the moon cast on the vampire as he's trying to escape kills him. Huh. <laughs> Into it, like, because it's a shape of a cross. Sure. Right. Oh, right. Wow. That's kind of clever. That's funny. <laughs> and, and the other one that I wanted to mention on the podcast, because it's just, I, I thought it was so clever. Captain Kronos Vampire Killer is another hammer one I watched. And, you know, throughout this this movie, Friday Night, we talked about, like, faith, uh, having faith for a cross to work. We, we talked about it with Father David a lot. <laughs> and, oh, I gotta look that one up. I oh, yeah, those, those were good ones. They're, they're coming. Uh, we're so that. far ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so vampires would actually take girls, uh, you know, take girls wearing crosses, and you're like, how the heck would, I mean, they're wearing crosses, they should be protected. What the vampire in that movie does is entrance them from afar, so they're like completely devoted to him. And they remove and them. That, no, they just walk right up to him and he takes them because ah, they don't believe in the cross anymore. They believe in him. Their devotion has gone completely to him. Okay. De- it wow. nullifies the cross completely. Wow, okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, those are just a couple of things I wrote down while I was watching those. Um, well, uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, Susan, but we should let folks know before we go where to find you on the interwe- interwebs. Interwebs. <laughs> I'm, uh, well, I've, I have my website, which is, can, is rosemarysbaby666.com or theshining237.com, same website. And then, of course, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, and you can also look my name up for my personal Twitter feed, which I also like it when people follow that. <laughs> awesome. As for us, we're going to put a stake in this episode please follow us on twitter at fright night men send your feedback to fright night minute at gmail.com and please rate review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and until next time i'm robin i'm leonard and i'm susan thanks for listening have a fright night everyone (laughs) he's a vampire a what (laughs) you're so cool brewster